Ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. What? Well, I, I don't know. I'm I'm surprised everyone has so much energy after yesterday. Oh yeah. This is a post holiday yeah. episode. I I don't care for it personally. You do like who does holidays <laughs> on Tuesdays? You know? It's weird. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Guys, welcome back from another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Dave Willemowski. Dave! How are you doing, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need to shorten that. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm doing good. I had, I had three days off. Got a lot of rest. Ooh. Had some time with the family. It was, it was a good, oh, good great. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah. Uh, did you guys do anything for the 4th of July? Um, yeah, we, we, we did some fireworks and stuff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, got him. <'em. laughs> yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. All right. Um, actually, I know that you guys did do something for the 4th of July because Mary oh. actually sent me a clip of what you were into yesterday afternoon. Oh, go no. Ahead, go ahead and take a look. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. He's got it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We got the pool done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see that. Uh, looks like y'all could use, <laughs> you could up the chlorine just a little bit though. In that yeah, water. Little... I'm not, I'm not getting in that, <laughs> but looks like you're having a blast though. Me on the yeah. other hand, I, I tell you what, every, every holiday without fail, I have no self-control whatsoever. You know, you, you get, you get the smell of that, that meat on the grill and it's just, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh the baked beans. Bake are you big baked, baked beans, beans with your burgers? Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah, got to have them. Yeah, uh some ice cream to to chase mm-hmm. it all down. But you know, I'm going to have to pay for all of that. This was this was me today. I ate so much fucking shit on the 4th of July. I said I wouldn't, but then I did, and I totally fucked up my diet, and now I'm paying for it by working out in a hundred fucking degree weather. I hate my fucking life. I hate myself so much. Why the fuck did I do that? Yeah, so anyway, that's me. Yeah. Thanks. I guess. I don't know. You gotta use uh, that motivation. Yeah, that's... I, I got, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes you just need to take like 10, 15 seconds to just let it all out, and then you're good yeah. for another like four years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. it's pretty good. Uh, speaking of ice cream, let's, let's take a look at some of the headlines in the news. Uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream is back in the news. Uh, the company tweeted out this ill-timed message on Independence Day saying, quote, this 4th of July, it's high time we recognize that the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it. Commit to returning it, Dave. Wow. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. We gotta relocate a lot of people. Yeah. So first of all, there's a really big difference between stolen and conquered, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest. Yep. yep. Um, History's kind of full of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and besides that, let's take this 4th of July uh, to stop whitewashing the natives who were here before us. You know, like you, you hear all these stories of like just the... The, the peaceful engine that was one with nature and then everything was sullied by, 
you know, colonists. Uh, no, indigenous people like raped and murdered and enslaved each other for like centuries before before we cleansed this land. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, you know, in the words of the Spaniards, who upon their first contact with the natives. Sorry, but the human sacrifices will stop. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, look at Maddie. <laughs> He's happy about it. He's excited. Well, yeah, no, the Spaniards, the Spaniards happy to to bring an end to it. No, the, the Aztec guy's pretty pissed off. No. Uh, have you ever okay, this is this is random. Have you ever seen that movie? What's that Mel Gibson movie about that? Um Oh, Apocalyptico. Apocalypto. Or yeah, Apocalypto. Yeah. Have you ever ever seen that? No. Um, yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I actually watched that very recently. Just uh, probably just a few oh. weeks ago, I think. Actually, I watched. It. I don't know why I did. It was one of those things where it just popped up in my feed. I was like, you know what? I've actually never seen this. I'm gonna have a watch. I, I mean, Mel Gibson's wow. never steered me wrong before, right? Oh. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I tell you what, that's they don't they don't really skimp on the details in that. It's it's that's pretty much what it's about is we got we we need rain. So let's carve out some hearts. Um, done. And then it's all about this guy escaping that the, the carving. And that actually happens at the end of the movie is they see ships off the coast and they're like, oh, oh. here come here comes the white people. And I'm like, yeah, yes, the heroes have arrived, you know. Uh, but that's that's the end of the movie, though. Like nothing else happens after that. But mm. I I would assume by that it means, and they lived happily ever after. Oh, yeah. That's that's my take. I don't know if that was supposed to be the takeaway of Apocalypto, but that that was the message. Yeah. And frankly, knowing Mel Gibson, I think that was the message. Yeah, probably. All right. <laughs> um, and finally, in sports news this evening, uh, arguments over the alleged gender pay cap have erupted once again. Uh, take a look at this. Uh, this time over news that the mascot of the NBA's Denver Nuggets makes over double what the highest paid WNBA player does in annual salary. Yeah, take a look at that. <laughs> but we're not just going to take that at face value. We're going to dig into this, all right? Uh, so first of all, to get to the bottom of this, let's take a look at Nuggets mascot Rocky the mountain lion. Oh. Wow. Wow. That's, Behind that's the back, awesome. half court shot from the top rope. I don't know. I don't know if that's 600K good, but that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. But to be fair, let's also compare that to what the best of the best have to offer us from the WNBA. Oh. Yep. No. No. Oh no. Oh. oh. You don't get a point for the side of the backboard. Uh, mm. What? There's that side of the backboard again. Okay. You know what? You know the what's worse than missing a layup is missing a wide open layup. Yeah. Profe- professional basketball players, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if you knew that You're or paid not. Paid to do that. Um, I am so happy that we have such a, a like a trend going tonight <laughs> of misogynistic comedy because you guys are going to love our guests. We're going to be back later in the show with the one and only the official legal expert of it's too late, Suzanne Sherman. But before we do that. We're going to do the meme of the week in the viewer mail right after this commercial break. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, hey, Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? Wait, hold, hold, hold on a second. Were you, oh, were you, were you just I, not I, paying I any attention anymore? I said, hey, I Dave. Correct the, you. Okay, no, you're just like, you go, <clears throat> like, oh, yes, Alan. Like, you actually yeah. were genuinely surprised as opposed to responding. Yeah, I, I, thought it, I thought it was fortune cookie time. No, that I, I do that whenever there's a lull. Oh, that's a, yeah. oh, oh, that's very yeah. dynamic. Yeah, okay. I like, but I like how I literally address you uh -huh. and you're just, <laughs> you're just spaced out. And I just got done complimenting you on what a good <laughs> job you did in the monologue. You're like, oh, well, that's Dave. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a, a program. I can't, yeah. can't Dave, Dave wiped his hands of the show during the first commercial break. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I did it. All right. Uh, hey, Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? It's time for Meme of the Week. Every company after Pride is over. Later, homo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we do have a bonus meme. Check out the bonus meme. Oh, no. Babe, I need more money. Go get my purse. Again? Yeah. See, this is one of those where the people who listen and don't watch, they have no idea. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to sink to the point where I describe what we're watching. I feel like chat should do that. Like, you're busy, I'm busy. So chat's job will be to describe what's happening on screen as it's happening. That doesn't help the podcast, though. Fuck them, you know. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Okay, that's reasonable. Um, yeah, right. But oh my god! Speaking of what's reasonable, let me tell you about tonight's sponsor because I didn't forget. It's Fox and Sons Coffee. Oh my god! Look at that! Oh, look at look that! At, they got all these new flavors now. Look at all that stuff, dude. That's overwhelming. It's Fox and Sons Coffee. Fans of It's Too Late use code ITL and receive 18% off orders of $25 more. Shipping is always wow. free on orders of $37.99 or more online at www.foxinsons.com. Actually, I've got look at those, I've got one of those bags literally right you here do? on my desk. This is the Din Blend Light because as we know, lighter skin things are superior to darker skin things. And so I like the Din Blend Light. Can we get a, can we get a shot of that right there? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'm, if I shake it a little bit, then it's mm -hmm. like it wafts over to me. It's wafting. It's wafting. All right, uh, but it actually says on here uh, the dim blend light roast is light and bright because mm. the lighter skin ones are also more intelligent. Wait, didn't um, Biden say that? Yeah. No, he's. What did he say? It was. Um, Oh, it was rich. Uh, yeah, no, it, no he said, kids. yeah, he said, he said, uh, <laughs> Dimblin Dark are just as smart and just as talented as Dimblin Light. That's what he said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he, uh, Steve said he's been doing a lot of cold, cold brews here lately. Yeah. But great story about Steve. So he's out peddling the wares and he's, he's giving people, he's letting people try out the cold brew. He gives a guy a cold brew, and what's the guy say back to him? Hey, my coffee's cold. Can you warm it up? Okay. And what does Steve Dude. say? No. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the customer is not always right. Sometimes the customer's a goddamn retard. You know? Sometimes. Yeah. Some. Okay. Most of the time. <laughs> not not ours though. You know, not ours. No, not 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 Fox and Sons. No, 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 no. For no, that one. Not, yeah. So that's uh, Fox and Sons. Crying. It's foxinsons.com. I, I kind of want the Tanzania Peaberry. That just sounds exotic. Sounds wild. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I bet you can just go all night if you have that. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. He can't, he can't legally say it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it does. Yeah. Like, most of the, yeah, some of the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're. I feel like we're we're running kind of quick tonight. 
Like normally yeah. around this time of the show, I look down at the clock and it, it says, you know, 42, 39 is what it says. Alarmingly and late. Yeah, it's, it's a so <laughs> but tonight we're actually doing well and we're on time. And that's actually scared. I'm off put by that. Nerve wracking. Yeah. And I feel like, oh, things are going according to plan. Let's we'll figure out something, you know, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it in the viewer mail. That's right. We'll get it in the that's viewer mail. Dave, let's answer the viewer mail. All right. You guys still doing that show? I like that one. I... Check this out. Oh, got the cookie open already. I, I get it open pretty fast. <laughs> um, you will be invited to a small gathering with lots of spicy conversation. I think you're the one that will do the inviting. Um, that's oddly specific. Yeah, it is. Like normally it's like tomorrow there will be weather is like normally what yeah. it says. But yeah, but mm -hmm. this one is, yeah. At nine oh two this man. evening. Yeah. <laughs> there will be a knock. Yeah. Oh my god. Could you imagine? Yeah. No, I'm gonna answer it. I'm kinda lonely. Um while Durio writes, Dear Alan and Dave, is there a good use for canned mackerel other than to feed a cat? Can't mackerel. say that I've ever had canned mackerel. I have. I have you ever had sardines? Oh yeah, yeah. You big. You, oh, you like sardines? Well, I I I always think that I like sardines, and I'm like, I'm gonna get me a can of sardines, maybe in that mustard sauce, because I think I remember having those as a kid and kind of liking them. Mm -hmm. And then they're terrible. Like like mm -hmm. just like two years earlier when I thought the same thing and bought a can of sardines. Oh my god! Yes. So. <laughs> I get about every two years. Yeah, right. Yep. You get a can of sardines because you think to yourself, this this makes sense. I yeah. I they they're tasty and it's got it's just it's convenient. I'm just gonna pop open mm -hmm. a can. It's very it's very good for you. Super healthy. Yeah. Offend up. everyone around you. Yeah. And then you open it and you're like, this is totally indistinguishable from cat food. Except I think I saw a head. Yeah. I don't I don't, I don't think those are supposed to be in there. Yeah, and then you're like, well, this was a terrible... But you, then you can't throw them in the trash, because then the whole house just... Yeah, you got to wait till garbage night, so you, you, you refrigerate them. <laughs> till garbage night. I was yeah. going to say, you just throw them out, like, just out. like Oh, out in the like street. Like, out, yeah. You just let, <laughs> let the neighborhood... This is problem now, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right, that's how it works, that's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, Lyle, I don't know anything about canned mackerel, but if it's anything like sardines, um, no, feed a cat's probably pretty much it. Yeah, they'll love it. Oh yeah, they will love it. See, it like you can feel good about yourself that you made a bad decision. Wait, do they have bones in them? Who cares? That's dangerous. Well, that's no, even better. No, <laughs> the, the, only the strong will survive, you know? There we go. All right. Uh, well, I mean, like a wild cat that just kills animals and eats them. If they just eat the bones and die, then yeah, kind of makes you wonder how we have cats. <laughs> I don't know. Test it out yeah. with Simon. See what happens. I will. Um, Andrew Avery writes, Dear Alan and Dave, if you were an American naval officer in 1776, would you engage a British ship of the line or would you just say frigate? Hmm. You know, like like a frigate, like a ship. Oh yeah. But I can't tell if he's saying frigate like forget it, or if he's saying frigate like like eff it. Ah, frigate. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a bit harsh for for Andy, I think. That's a PG eff it, but still, you get you get what he's saying. Yeah. I I thought we had discussed that we were going to clean things up on the show. Remember, remember I don't think we you got the email. Yeah, remember you and I, you and I, you know you and me, Dave. We're gonna do this. We're gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna clean up our act on the show. We gotta we gotta get this thing, uh, prime time ready. So from mm -hmm. now on, when you would normally have a have an uh oh, you you say heck. Ah, oh, heck it. No, you heckin' heckers. Is that too? Uh, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. S I don't know. I was gonna <laughs> I'm about to say something. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't know. Uh, in the after party, I'll tell you what I was about to say. Uh, okay. um, yeah, actually, no. I actually, I think not. In the in the in the timer before the after party starts, I will tell you what I was about to say. The <laughs> okay. audience has to subscribe to good? Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aaron Kittner writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, what is your favorite line from any movie?" That's, wow, that's, that's 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 a pretty heavy one to just just bloop, just drop on us right when we were yeah, doing a live show. What's oh. your favorite line in in all of cinema, Dave? What's your favorite line? Um, oh man, that's a lot of pressure. Um, and somebody's feeding these animals alcohol from Fear and Loathing. Okay, uh, sure. all right, that's just yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm, I, I don't know. I, 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 two different lines popped into my head. It's at the end of the movie 300 and make when they're mm -hmm. making their last stand and they've been betrayed by affiliates. And I remember that name because that's, that's wow. be me someday. I'm going to get all the Persian chicks, but, um, I'll, dude, Dave, I'll turn you over for them. It's no problem. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, um, so he's there. And King Leonidas sees him, and he knows he's the traitor. But in their yeah. culture, you know, you're supposed to die a warrior's death. And so he points at him, and he says, you there, Ephialtes, may mm -hmm. you live forever. Oh, yeah. It's like, I that cuts that. deep. Think, yeah. I think you said that before, too. Yeah, and yeah. I, well, I, I specifically remember trying to tell you during the movie night, and you made it into a fucking joke. Heckin' heck you. <laughs> All right, um... I don't know, and then there's then there's probably just Dumb and Dumber where they just say radio, who needs a radio, and then they sing the song, you know. Yeah, I would do yeah, like, it, but I I don't know if you're prepared. I no, I feel like right. I okay, that's all right. We we haven't done karaoke in a while. We should do that again. Yeah, definitely. We, you, mm -hmm. you. yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, Jonathan Carranza writes, Dear Alan and Dave, see, I told you we'd take care of that whole time situation. There we go. Uh, have you ever witnessed anyone lose a finger or a part of a finger? Fuck you, Jonathan. <laughs> God damn it. Actually, uh, actually, no, 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 no. He actually put in parentheses, not yours. Oh, as a, and then he says, as a result of fireworks. So, Jonathan was, oh, he's just, okay. yeah, heck, heck, you. You know, you know, he was aiming for you. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, have you ever witnessed an accident like that? Um, I've never, I never, the hell? I've never seen anybody lose a, a finger or an appendage or anything. But I mean, okay. we've we've shot fireworks at each other before, and it's gotten pretty close, but nobody really got hurt. Okay. Yeah, no, that doesn't count. You know, third degree burns—that's nothing. That's no biggie. No. Like, you no, know, something has to come off. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah. I've only I've only seen it the once. Um From, let's oh, see. Uh Patricia Marie writes, <laughs> Dear Alan and Dave, should you eat an ice cream sandwich by licking the melty goodness or just bite into it? Dave, do you lick the ice cream of an ice cream sandwich or do you just, just take a bite? No, I mean it's a it's a system. You gotta because especially once it starts melting, you gotta work your your way around the edges. Yeah. Maybe yeah. put a little you put a little a little yeah, uh, keep Keep going. Yeah. Build a little ditch around the side. You and then once you got it, that yeah. all secured, sometimes you can like pinch the edges closed to keep everything inside. And then you got like oh, a, not a too hard though. Sandwich. Not too hard. Well, yeah, a little hot pocket, maybe a cold pocket, and then, <laughs> then you start biting. Jesus Christ! <laughs> all right, um, I have sensitive teeth, so I don't bite into cold things. Oh, then I then you I would do feel. Look, the one part of your body that feels is your teeth. Yeah, because if you bite into something <laughs> cold, then you do the, you know, yeah. oh. you know, yeah, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I also did that when I lost someone lose some of their fingers. Um, someone, someone did. Uh, Ryan Seifert writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, what is your favorite thing about living in America?" Well. Golly gee, Ryan, way to be in the patriotic spirit for the holiday. Yeah, Dave, what is your favorite thing about living in America? Um, 
for the most part, it appears that I can pretty much say and do whatever I want on the internet, and nothing's really <laughs> happened yet. So that's been that's been nice. <laughs> We're working on it, though, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting I'm not getting too many calls at home. I'm not getting harassed too much. So it's it's that's pretty nice. The only way to know is to test the boundaries. You know, is it's it? the only way. I mean, the only way to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's my favorite thing about living in America? Uh, I don't know. Probably just the South, though, right? Like, it's, it's objectively <laughs> superior to the rest of the shithole country is the South. Really? Yeah. That, oh, yeah, really. Um, I don't know. I actually had Waffle House today, so I'm just going to say that. There's that, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not like I, it's not like they don't have food in other countries, but we, we've got it. And Waffle Everywhere. House is a whole culture, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> it really that is. Don't I got served again, though. I actually, today was the first day I actually asked them to stop doing that. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, actually, what happened was, is uh, I went to eat with my with my folks, and the waitress called me sir, and I said, no, sir is that guy, and I pointed at my dad. I'm not sir. <laughs> He's sir. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then she said to me that, oh, I've just gotten into the habit of calling people our age, sir. And I said, oh, I like that a lot better. People, yeah. people our age. And so my mom, because she just can't <laughs> let me be happy, my mom goes, she goes, honey, how old are you? And she goes, oh, I'm, <laughs> and she goes, oh, I'm 27. And I go, God damn, me too. Yeah. What's, the, what's the chances of that? So anyway, I found out that the, her. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I found out that the chick at Waffle House that keeps calling me sir is ten years younger than me. That's fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, because much older than that, they're all used, you know, um, just worn out. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, I, I, hold on. I thought the rule was if you laugh, you have to hit the laugh reaction. <laughs> but you're trying to distance yourself from it. Uh oh, what perfect timing. Mary Lynn Willemowski writes, Dear Alan oh, good. and Dave. When you were younger, did your family celebrate Fourth of July in any way? Dave, did your family do anything for the fourth when you were a kid? Um, usually we we'd get together with family, you know, a lot of us Pollocks all gathered together gathered together with uh fireworks fire mm -hmm. and um usually, you know, like shoot roaming candles at each other and stuff like that and set off bottle rockets in the basement this one uh year i remember my cousin got out a brick and a bunch of 22 um shells and he was hitting them with a sledgehammer to see if they'd <laughs> pop and but yeah usually and, and no nobody ever got hurt i don't think they i don't think they work like that and yeah. and my uncle was right there he didn't even tell him to stop it's wild yeah yeah good good memories wasn't that wasn't that in like saving private ryan or something that they took like the mortar shells, and then they would like slam the bottom of them, and they would just throw them like a grenade. That sounds <laughs> awesome. I'm I'm down. I'm down for that. Um, no, we see we never did anything like that when I was a kid because we didn't. They my family would never spend money on things that were just going to explode in the sky. Are you kidding me? Oh no, yeah, it's no, crazy. No, no. Yeah, that stuff's too expensive. Um, they just made us stand on the porch and watch the fireworks show that happened all the way across town. Meaning you can't see it. Um, little, little sparks yeah. over the treetops. Yeah, just like yeah, there's just flares way off in the <laughs> distance. We're under attack. That's all. All I knew. Um, is that another puzzle piece for your? That'll right. go. Scrapbook. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Gary Doctor writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, what food did your mom make that was their signature dish slash meal? Uh, mom made chicken Alfredo." Like the broccoli uh -huh. and chicken Alfredo, that was. Yeah. It's a good dish. Yeah. yeah, I actually know. I actually learned how to make it. Dope. <laughs> I never do though, I but I know how. You know. Yeah. But you know how it's in there. Yeah, like the people who say that things taste better when you make them yourself. That's bullshit. Just, you no, no, that's. 
objectively false. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, because that's what I always say. It's like, so if you're saying to me, oh, but Alan, you would love it so much more if you made it. I'd say, oh, well, I don't want to deprive you of the pleasure, Dave. You make it, yeah. and I'll have some. Yeah. yeah. Look what a good <laughs> friend I am. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about you? Signature dish? Uh, probably the uh, the meatloaf and uh, maybe potato salad. I learned basically learned the meatloaf, which isn't really a recipe. It's just kind of a a technique. Okay. Yeah, yeah the meatloaf's good. Say potato. Potato. Say salad. Salad. Say potato salad. Oh my god! Are we gonna do this? Potato salad. We'll come back. Uh, Brian Johnson writes, Dear Alan and Dave, do you keep up with any friends from grade school or college? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Jesus. Um, All right. And finally this evening, uh, D3 writes, Dear Alan and Dad, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Favorite ice cream flavor? Um... Oh, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. It's like, oh, death by chocolate. Yeah, just chocolate with extra chocolate. Maybe put some chocolate on top there. Mm-hmm. Some brownie bites. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. Um, it's I have a new one now. It's the banana pudding ice cream. I kind of know about get... this. Yeah, we, we had it when you guys were here. It was in the ice cream place right in front of you were there. Yeah, I didn't get any of that. I wasn't in that place. Well, your son I was got entertaining some. your guests. You mean to yeah. tell me that your son got some and didn't offer you any? Did I have a bite? Mm. I might have. It's too bad. I might have. All right. Uh, we're going to be back. See, we took care of that time situation. We're going to be there back with the official legal expert of It's Too Late, Suzanne Sherman, right after this commercial break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. I don't like this new you that does the uh right. Uh-oh. It's I too purposely try to do it wrong. It's yeah, it's it's too right. Oh. I'll see what I can do next week. All right. I'll put on my note. Uh, our guest this evening is of course the official legal expert of It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Uh, I think she actually hosts her own show as well. It's Suzanne Sherman's The Wasatch Report. Um, oh my God, I, I, we actually get people all the time writing saying that they want more Suzanne content. We actually had Suzanne, we actually had somebody say, ask Suzanne if she'll sign my copy of her book for him. How about that? I actually, I told him that there was no way in hell that you would. What the hell is all this? Uh Dave, what the hell happened? Looks like a change of resolution. Why did you do this, Dave? You're the producer. Dave. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I really Dave. dropped the ball there. Yeah, Dave, okay. you, Dave, yeah, you, Dave. Yeah, me. All right. So anyway, <laughs> Suzanne Sherman, welcome back to the show. Howdy, it's great to be here. So Suzanne, you and I talked very briefly about some of the uh, judicial temple monkey news that came in right at the end of this past week. Of course, you know we're going to talk about uh, three of the the decisions that made headlines last week. But just as a quick aside. Uh, I know that there's been some other announcements from various courts around the country, but they just all seem to happen at these weird random times that they just sort of silently fall underneath the news cycle. You know, that there's that late Friday afternoon window, and then there was actually a decision that I think got announced on the 4th of July when everyone's hanging out with their families and they're, you know, merrymaking and whatnot. Suzanne, I know you're to- you're totally shocked and appalled that important news would happen, and nobody would even hear about it. 
I don't even know what one you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, quite honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I, I see a bunch of memes about uh, the the Biden administration was asked uh, politely yet firmly to stop censoring their political opponents on social media. That's, that was that's... interesting. Yeah, uh, but you know they're still going to play along and and do whatever whatever the Democrat Party wants them to do. That really doesn't. I, I think that's a big nothing burger in my opinion. Well, we'll we'll circle back to that one, but I, I want to kick things off this evening with one of the ones that was making headlines around the social media sphere, particularly Twitter. Now, the headline that you saw in a lot of places was affirmative action struck down. Now, I don't think affirmative action was actually struck down. If you want to be somewhat more specific, the Supreme Court ruled against affirmative action in college admissions. So, so give us give us kind of your your early thoughts, and we'll we'll dig into that. What do you think about the Supreme Court ruling against affirmative action as it pertains to college admissions? I, I think it's being stated a little bit more overbroad. Um, the issue, I mean, they're saying that like there's an article I was looking at on CNN that said that, that affirmative action has been gutted. Really, the case at issue that went before the court can, uh, had to do with Harvard and University of North Carolina. And there's still some state discretion and university, different uh, university discretion and how they're going to handle it. Essentially, they're just saying that race cannot be the primary uh, consideration, that there are, uh, it can't be the specific factor in admissions. But interestingly enough, they left the door open to take in a host of other factors. Uh, for instance, how their race affected their um, their experiences, their life experiences, and uh, the not-so-wise Latina Sotomayor is saying there's still a lot of ways that they can get diversity and promote diversity and not wanting to ever get out of the picture. The Biden administration is going to be weighing in and advising uh, colleges and universities across a continental landmass to pretty much get around what the ruling is. So, you know, I said the first case was a, was a nothing burger. In my opinion, this is an even bigger one. They're still going to get around it. Uh, I, I think one of the things they said, I have the article here, was that uh, not all higher education institutions are going to be allowed. And, and again, the decision allows military service academies to continue to take race into a, uh, account as a factor. And uh, the student has to be treated based on his or her experiences as an individual and not on the basis of race. Now, I lived in California when the um, Baki case versus uh, the UC Regents came about, and that was handed down, I think it was in 1978, so I was a junior in high school, and I remember this was a big deal, and it didn't make sense to me that, you know, I couldn't process how is it not racist to put some people over others as a basis uh, of admission and ignore merit. This is a time when I was looking to start getting into uh, colleges and universities myself, and it didn't really come up for discussion until I was taking constitutional law in law school. And, and I, I said, how is this not discrimination in and of itself? And my professor said, because it is making up for past grievances. And that's how they justified it. So now the courts come down and said, this is a violation of the Equal Protection Clause, and uh, we're going to strike it down. But as I said earlier, they can take many other factors into consideration in their essays, talk about how their culture, their heritage, their languages uh, have 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 impacted their human experiences, and that will be used to continue to pro promote diversity on college campuses. So did it really do a lot? Not really. Well, that was going to be be sort of my my next question is is uh, a lot of people were at wondering out loud that well is is that side of the political spectrum just going to take this on the chin and say oh well we fought the good fight and we lost time to move on to the next thing or are they going to figure out ways to weasel around any potential setbacks to to their agenda and and I think you've already answered that you believe that well the, these universities like we'll just take Harvard as an example since since they were named in the suit Harvard's going to figure out a way to do what Harvard wants do you think that's probably a safe assumption Oh absolutely and they're going to do this with the full complicit uh, complicity of, of the Biden administration they've already said we're going to help people uh, these universities still get around this and come up with ways to promote diversity. I think it, uh, it it's a case that's being exaggerated to kind of 
fan the flames of, of discontent and animosity that we're seeing and, and just make the Supreme Court continue to make the Supreme Court in particular and, and the general government government overall have much more power they were than they were ever intended to. And that was the whole point of my writing my book, Federalism, how decentralization can can save America. Now, uh, and this is something that you, you've already touched a, a briefly on a little bit is uh, a lot of people when they when a ruling comes down that doesn't go their way, they you immediately get all of this. The sky is falling. You check out all the cable news networks is, oh, well, this will just inevitably lead to this, this and that. Um, and and the biggest the, the biggest doomsayers were saying, oh, well, this means, of course, affirmative action as an as an entire legal precedent that's going to go away this is this is the death knell for affirmative action I, I i am a little bit skeptical that this is going to end affirmative action as an institution in the united states it sounds like you're a little bit skeptical too well that's exactly why i pulled that cnn article because the first statement in there says how it's been gutted and then the whole article continues even by quoting justice sotomayor that it really hasn't been and by the way the biden administration is going to help uh, undermine what this decision was. So yeah, it just really doesn't matter. But, you know, on the other hand, now we've got uh, Breitbart saying what a historic Supreme Court this is and touting Trump's decisions or uh, his appointments as well. And, you know, the, the long and short of this is the Supreme Court has way more power than it was ever intended to. And, you know, we've seen this uh, this other case, some of the other stuff with, again, we're going to talk about the gay case in Colorado with the web designer, that this is a, a victory for individual liberty. And I would submit to anybody making that argument, but for two lawyers dressed in wizard costumes, this could have gone the other way. They rolled the dice and they got very lucky because of these three appointments. But I would I would encourage somebody to to examine, even if you agree However you feel about the policy outcome, look at what is happening as a result of an imperial Supreme Court and, and uh, a president, uh, executive, and a general government overall that has way more power than it was ever intended to. This is why we see so much hostility, so much fighting, so much violence, so many riots. And uh, you know, I, I really think if we can take some power away from the general government, bring the power back where it initiated in the first place in the states and your localities, some of this might go away, but I think the left has just become absolutely obsessed and, and credit to them. They're they're in it to win it. They will stop at nothing to uh, achieve their desires. This is why when Donald Trump was elected on, on that night in 2016, I was watching it with my son and I said, something big is going to happen. They will absolutely not allow this to ever happen again. And then we knew it was at stake. Roe v. Wade was at stake. So we knew these were like rabid, rabid dogs just losing their minds over this. And then when Roe and the issue of abortion were properly returned to the states, uh, they absolutely lost their mind. I had a woman tell me, yeah, well, abortion's gone now. I said, no, they never got rid of abortion. It's still going on. It can just be regulated by the states as it was intended. Well, I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit before we take our first or our next commercial break. Is that now? I, look, I'm you know me. I'm I'm on I'm on the same side as you. Is that I I believe in decentralizing power is down to the the smallest local level as as humanly possible. But then again, the genie's out of the bottle, right? I mean, I I don't personally have a lot of control <laughs> over over the federal government. Um, as as much as I don't believe that nine justices on the Supreme Court are the final arbiters and end all be all for all things constitutional and otherwise the United States, the reality of it is 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 that's that is the way that they are presumed to be treated in our current system. And so, why should I not then? Uh, take a victory lap when even if by purely by accident something is done right because look what happened in Rome they took their victory lap and and Obergefell they said oh well gay, you know uh, gay marriages are now the law of the land but again this all hinges on six or I'm sorry nine nine you know again attorneys I call them the black robe messiahs 
and they are unelected, they are not accountable to you, and contrary to how it was ever intended, they have been become completely politicized, as you saw now again in the case in Colorado, this came down across um, along party ideologies, and it just takes another generation or another a couple administrations to turn the tide of this. And if they're okay with uh, Roe finally being rectified, wait until they uh, overturn McDonald's, which nationalized the uh, the Supreme Court's rule over uh, firearms. That was via the incorporation doctrine, something we've talked about on your show before. And our good friend Dave Benner wrote a book about it, and that was really the you know the main point I was trying to make uh, in my book. So you know issues that were intended when the Constitution was ratified to always remain in the states. Again, that was a purpose with the 10th Amendment. The powers not delegated were to re remain with the states. When we lose that, we lose what the purpose of this union coming together was for, was to have these little um, experiments in democracy, pardon the term. But, you know, California, you can have gay marriage, you can have abortions on every street corner, you can have all these, but by the same token, Oklahoma and other states can ban those. Do you really want ideals from New York City impacting you if you live in, in Kansas? You know, a good example of this was the, um, the National Firearms Act, I think that was in 1938, which essentially punished people in Alabama for the misdeeds of gangsters in Chicago, Illinois, and the St. Valentine's Day massacre. And that's the problem when you have these, uh, you know, these one solution to fit everybody. It's just a cookie cutter solution. And, and it, as we see, we are pretty much split down the middle with contentment and hatred animosity, and it doesn't have to be this way. We should have a place to go. That's why I left California to come to Utah. Met, you know, just a plethora of different values, different way the states are run. Unfortunately, because of the nationalization of all these issues, we're going to see, uh, you know, this pendulum that they say goes to the right and to the left. It never seems to go back to the right far enough. And by the way, why would you want it to on a national level, right? Suzanne, let me ask you this. Do you like hot sauce? Yes. You do like hot sauce? Well, let me tell you about this. This is some hot sauce for the Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, which you can find at tnhotsaucecode.com. If you use promo Woo. code, it's too late. All one word. You get, uh, what do you get, Aaron? Was it 10%? Oh, it's 10%. You get 10% off your order. Uh, Suzanne, nice. I've actually got the Blood Orange Ghost right here. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Which, if you look on the side, it's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there it is right there. No it's, it's in. It's in the red. Yeah, it's even oh, yeah. it's even got the dark red label. I think that that's like a warning. Now, why did we not have this when I was just out there? Okay, no, don't bitch at me, Suzanne, because the guy who makes this <laughs> shit was at the event. Danny he was, was there. there. Yeah. Danny, why didn't you sell your shit to the people who were there? We could have put it on our cinnamon rolls. You heckin' heck, Danny. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to be back with more Suzanne Sherman right after this commercial break. You guys stick around. It's Too Late with Alan Mosley is proudly supported by Fox & Sons Coffee. Fans of It's Too Late use code ITL and receive 18% off orders of $25 or more. Shipping's always free on orders over $37.99, so get yours today at their website, which is www.foxandsons.com. It's www.foxandsons.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are still here with Suzanne Sherman, whose camera has to be fixed because I'll be damned if I'm going to let that Skype logo show on my show after <laughs> what Skype did to us earlier tonight. Am I, Suzanne? <laughs> what Skype logo? Does it have me showing? Oh, no. Does it say Greg Carpenter on there? No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the, the Skype okay. logo is always in the corner, but we cover it up with our pretty little logo right there. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Suzanne, let's, we're, we're going to move on to, to one of the next ones. So a lot I of people said, hot sauce. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, well I've, I've got all. Look, okay. I've got the whiskey habanero. Oh. I've got the poblano jalapeno. Mm -hmm. I've got the honey like habanero. Yeah. I've got the ginger jalapeno. That's made with real ginger. Oh, that sounds way. good. Okay. Real I love ginger. ginger. Uh, this, this is my favorite. This is the garlic habanero. Oh, yes. Tell. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You can totally yeah, I, tell. I need a care package. All right. Danny. Danny, are you hearing Danny. this? All right. And then, and then me, an intellectual, I just throw a shit on the floor. All right. Uh, all right, Danny. Somebody wants to wants your sauce. Not the first time heard that. All right. Um, so we're going to move on to the next one. Suzanne, student loan debt forgiveness. Now, a lot of us back in the last election cycle were saying there's a 0% chance that anyone gets their student loan debt forgiven. It's purely a ploy to get votes. And yay, here we are. I mean, gosh, it's almost time for the next presidential cycle when it finally works its way up to the Supreme Court. And sure enough, there won't be student loan debt forgiveness for anyone after all. Suzanne, I know you're shocked and appalled. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is when they when the federal government took over student loans, how did they do that? That was part of the Affordable Care Act. They tacked that on there. And I said, OK, so. In the future, and I'm surprised it took them as long as it did, they're going to weaponize this and use this as a political ploy to, for somebody to get elected. And sure enough, that's what happened. And what I found disappointing to me was not only was that not struck down from the very beginning, but uh, from my you know quick perusal of the explanations for it was justices were saying, well, uh, the executive doesn't have the power to just wipe out student loans. Well, what they should have done was struck this down from the get-go, but they should have said it's not even okay if Congress does it. There's no authority to even give out student loans. So again, this is something else. It's, it's a way of garnering votes. Uh, they were played. Just, just you know, pretty much like uh, Trump supporters were played. I'm going to respect the Second Amendment. I guess a bump stock doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to get us out of Afghanistan. He didn't do that. There were a bunch of promises that that he made. Uh, you know, but do we need to get into the argument? Is he better than Biden? Again, this is just promises, and this is another ploy. And what did what did they just go? I'm waiting now to see the um, the mortgages. You saw what he did with the mortgages. So if you sure, have good yeah. credit. You get a fee tacked on now to your mortgage. And if you have poor credit, guess what? They're going to take some of that off of there for you. So I'm waiting for that to be struck down as well because he has every bit of authority, which is zero, to uh, to make that adjustment than he does as he does the student loan cancellations. So again, we're trying to buy some votes. We're in the election cycle. And even if it is struck down like the student loans was, they can at least say, hey, at least we're trying. We're trying to help you people. These bad Republicans, Republicans and, and, uh, and Trump's justices have taken this away. That's why you have to keep voting Democrat. Eventually, these justices will die off and we can fix all this for you. Or they're going to start packing the court. They were talking about trying to do that before by adding more justices to it. Constitutionally, that's permissible. Uh, I just came across that article in Breitbart that says we need to pack the court and vote for Donald Trump again. This was Lindsey Graham, uh, and that way we can we can further secure this. What kind of what kind of uh, violence do can we expect, and what kind of uh, more scandals are we going to expect? Like two years of RussiaGate, if if he's elected again. Not saying that he should or shouldn't be because of this. But uh, this is this is something that is the holy grail of every social uh, social issue in current events. It was, again, never intended to be addressed by the federal judiciary, let alone federal government. Yeah. So, uh, Dave, I don't know if you bleeped that out or not. Suzanne, we don't say words like Lindsey Graham on the show. We, we would say <laughs> heck and hecker. That's that's <laughs> what we're doing now. It's just heck. Um, so, so you, you had mentioned the packing the court thing. I want, I want to pitch this to you as an idea. And I'm actually getting this from Michael Malice as something that he posted years ago. Now at this point, he has said, this is, this is, this is my free unsolicited advice to the right wing who at the time this was during when Trump was still in office, because of course, after his Supreme court nominations, um, as you had pointed out, the writing is on the wall. Oh, Roe v. Roe's in trouble. There, there's going to be a lot of decisions yep. coming down the pipe. And look at all these new conservative appointees. Um, and so it was a lot of left-wingers. It was Democrats that were saying, as soon as we get back in power, 
we're going to pack the court. That's the way we're going to we're going to fix this problem. And so this was the free unsolicited advice. Knowing that your political opponents are openly saying this is what they plan on doing, they should try to pass a constitutional amendment that limits the Supreme Court at nine justices. If it fails, then they, they should feel that they have carte blanche to just pack the court themselves. What do you think about that? Yeah, they already can. Anybody can. There, it's not. It's not limited by the Constitution. It's one one chief justice, which means we need the chief justice and then one one other one. So I, I'm all for just having two and let them tie every single case. Have <laughs> let you know, and then nothing gets decided. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Well, before we run out of time, because I know you want to, uh, you want to get into this last little juicy one. So everyone remembers the case out of Colorado of the masterwork cake designer, the the bakery where they had sued that gentleman. Uh, they, them. I'm just going to say them. They had sued that gentleman, and he had argued on religious grounds that he didn't want to make a cake for them. Um, I think he eventually won, but of course, as you full well know, fighting anything in the courts over months slash years is very expensive. It can destroy your business. Uh, I mean, you have to be in for a long fight. And this same type of case has sprung up again, but this time with web developers, with, with making websites. So tell us a little bit about that decision. Again, here we have competing interests, and this is why I was so concerned when during his acceptance speech, when Donald Trump nominated Neil Gorsuch as Supreme Court Justice. He made a statement. I was up off the couch screaming, no, 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 no. He said, it is the job of the United States Supreme Court to protect liberties across this nation. Pardon the N-word. And this is exactly how we get these local issues that, and, and uh, in fairness, this is this was actually brought about by the bakery or this by the bakery owner, actually, and the web designer. They went to the federal judiciary because the state of Colorado uh, ruled against them. They said, you absolutely must bake this cake. You absolutely must work with um, this person seeking your business out. Her business was uh, it was celebrating traditional marriages It had a lot of reflections of her personal viewpoints and. Here's somebody now that's coming along and, and there's there's some claims out here that there was never really a genuine solicitation for business. But she went, I guess, and sought redress before it became an issue. But we get into other side issues like, you know, ripeness, move, you know, that sort of thing we're not going to get into right now. But at issue in this, does the government have a right to compel somebody to disavow or go against their core beliefs and put forth? ideas that are deemed acceptable and preferable by the state or does her religious rights outweigh the interest in the state of promoting this so essentially do you have a right to pursue and observe your religious beliefs or does somebody else have an overriding right to force you and to compel you to work for them in a manner which you find disagreeable. And the court, because of the personal nature of her, her business, this isn't just something like she's making clothing and selling them and saying, I'm not going to sell clothes or cut hair for homosexuals. She's just saying, I'm not going to put forth um, information and, and material on my website supporting gay marriages. That's all she was doing, and the Supreme Court upheld that. Again, this is not a First Amendment issue case unless you believe in incorporation, which is using the 14th Amendment to apply the Bill of Rights to the states. I explain extensively in my book why this was never intended to be. There was a case as late as 1833, uh, Barron versus Baltimore, that said the 14th Amendment, Just Chief Justice John Marshall said it was never intended the 14th Amendment to be used this way. So this is an abomination. It's unhistorical. I support the policy outcome, but I have to be consistent to my belief in federalism and say, ultimately, this is uh, not the way to go. So if you peel the layer, who has jurisdiction really to uh, hear this case? 
not the federal government, not the Supreme Court. It should be absolved in the state. And then you want to get down to the individual uh, uh, layer. If we're talking individual liberty, does a business owner open to the public? They, they like to throw out this term. Anybody that's open to the public can't discriminate, blah, blah, blah. I'd like people to entertain the notion that perhaps maybe they should be able to. Mm -hmm. If somebody doesn't want to serve white women in their store, you know what? Put it on the door. If you don't want to work with me and God forbid you're serving food and you don't like people like me, say so. I'll go somewhere else. Let the marketplace. Uh, that is That should be the, uh, the jurisdiction, the court of public opinion. And if you don't think that has any had any force, uh, ask Anheuser-Busch or Target how that works out. Well, Suzanne, I'll, I'll leave you with this because that was something that popped into my mind is that, well, wait a minute. If we're ruling that uh, this business doesn't have to serve these people and these people are a protected class, then, well, it sounds like to me then we should just go ahead and strike down the Civil Rights Act. You know, again, where is the authority of the government to say who you can and cannot serve? If there is a business down on my street that says that black people aren't allowed in those stores, I'm not going to want to shop there. There are some people I don't care to associate with, but am I going to deny them and say they don't have a right to believe and hate the way they want to hate? I'm not saying I support them. I'm saying I will go and do my business somewhere else. So, you know, I, I think the free market is the ultimate and appropriate arbiter of these things. And again, when you go to the federal judiciary, this was another 6-4 decision. Let's say it was 5-4, uh, 6-3. Let's say it was 5-4 going the other way. Now are people going to be compelled across this continental landmass to service these people? And then does that open a Pandora's box where these Christian bakers, web designers, what have you, be forced and compelled to serve people in a manner in which is um, repugnant to their uh, philosophical or spiritual beliefs. And here's the thing, you know, the left has always been, uh, during 2020, for instance, when some businesses were banning people for not putting cloth coverings over their faces or having certain medical mm -hmm. treatments to stop spreading a virus, hey, it's a private business, they can do whatever they want. Well, what the hell happened? It's a private business. They can do whatever they want. That's gone out the window now. So they're not consistent in their applications. You know, I had a business owner tell me something about that. I, I wrote a review because in Utah, you can open carry, you can conceal carry now without a permit. I was open carrying a sidearm and was given a hard time by the staff. There was nothing at the door. It was legal, but they just applied it when they saw fit. So I just wrote a review and he said, hey, come on in, let's talk about it. So we went in there, he bought me a lovely lunch, we talked about it and he tried to say, you know what, I am a private business, I can do whatever I want. And I said, oh, you don't say, how about we go up to the bar and have a smoke? And he just looked at me, he's like, you cannot do whatever you want. You're, you're not even allowed to open your doors unless you have a license and a permit and everything put into place and in a location on your wall. So please don't tell me you're a private business. You can do whatever you want because every single business entity out there is under the thumb of a government of some layer, multiples oftentimes. Well, there you have it, folks. Suzanne, who's going to be running for office under the slogan, hate the way you want. <laughs> Suzanne Sherman, <laughs> where can people go to support you and get more of your content? SuzanneCSherman.com is my website there. You can find links for both podcasts, the Watch That Report, as well as if you're looking forward to uh, looking to get interested in preparedness and survival, the Red Hot Chili Prepper podcast. I have some books available on preparedness and survival, the Red Hot Chili Prepper Survival Series, the Lost Frontier Handbook, and my book Federalism, which is still hanging out in the top 100 on Constitution Books and Amazon, and that is Federalism, How Decentralization Can Save America. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, and I, I, can, I can fully endorse that. That's one of the few books I've read out loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Guys, we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this commercial break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley.
like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. But if you're more of a listener than a watcher... Hey, Robert. Hey, man. It's Robert. Actually, it's, it's, it's not just Robert. It's a bunch of people. There's, there's people listening to the show... And I, I I make fun of them, I, mm-hmm. I chastise them, I, I purposely select content that I know they can't enjoy, and what do they do? They tune into next week's show. Coming back. You, I know, you can't drop them. They're like, you know, an STD. Oh. Yeah, once you have it. That's what they <laughs> taught us in high school. If you get it, then you have it. Yeah. Forever. I don't believe that, though. I think when you get it, you then give it to someone else, but it's like a gift. You oh. give it to them, and now you don't have it anymore, and now they have it. Like one of those curse movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah take that. <laughs> she did. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what I was trying to say was, is it's, it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. It's all thanks to Spotify. Uh, it's uh, it's too late with that one. Yeah. Dave, do you have a final thought? Hmm. It's <laughs> I love I love listening to Suzanne talk. It's like it really makes me understand my place in society. <laughs> it's great, really smart. Yeah, it's great <laughs> that a woman can put you in your place, huh, Dave? Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. See, that's why I spent the whole first 30 minutes of the show just, sh- just shitting on women so that Suzanne can mm-hmm. come right in. She's like, she's like Joan of Arc. She comes she's in all here. all raged up. Yeah. Gets, gets armor fitted, you know, <laughs> and not really. She's way better than Joan of Arc. I think Joan of, I'm pretty sure she died. Yeah, I think she got burnt. Yeah, rippy to Joan of Arc. Yeah. Yeah. What? Eh, I don't think so. Well, it's because back then, men knew how to put women in their place. You know? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, we better get out of here, huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, after party? Real quick. All right, real quick, yeah. Just in and out. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Guys, thank you for watching another episode of It's Too Late, and we will see you next week. Yeah, Suzanne said that if she went to a place and they said they don't serve blacks, then she would be like, well, after I get what I need, I'm... Yeah, real quick. Yeah, once I run in there real fast and get all the stuff I wanted without having to worry about being robbed, yeah, (laughs) then I for Oh, my God, I forgot to ask Suzanne. So after this this, uh, anti-affirmative action thing, do you think that there'll be way less robberies at colleges now? What? Just, I mean, just the stats. They, 